Just Right for Introverts, the podcast that's your virtual writing partner. Chock full of writing prompts and lively thought rambles, each episode is a journey. Let's take it together. My name is Kara, and we'll be writing together today. Hey, everybody, welcome. So I'm incredibly nervous again. I'm starting to share my podcast with friends and family so that I might actually have listeners, but oh my god, that means I actually have listeners, <laughs> which is petrifying for me for whatever reason. And I'm going to work through that, and it's going to be good. That said, I have started and stopped this intro about five times, uh, and I would love to just jump right into the first exercise, which will be a song prompt, but I realize that uh, if people are starting fresh, they don't quite know uh, the flow of the episode or uh, kind of the mechanics of each uh, exercise. So I'll just start by introducing the uh, song prompt. I have a playlist with uh, songs that I find inspiring or interesting that are fun to write to or gain inspiration from as like a way to, to uh, find a new idea, a new little story to um explore. So I have my playlist set to random and I already have the first song queued up. I'll let you know the artist and title. Make sure that you're ready with your writing utensil, your paper, your computer, whatever you're uh, writing with today. And uh, then uh, you're welcome to uh, follow along on the playlist like you can follow the uh, playlist on Spotify so you just have it queued right up in the same way that I open my Spotify and go right to my playlist you can have the playlist in your Spotify library um, I thought that uh, I could actually play the song in the episode because my uh, the host of the podcast uh, is a company called Anchor and they're owned by Spotify and I saw this cool feature where you could actually insert any song from the Spotify, uh, you know, library compendium of all their songs. Uh, but then I found out, oh, it's only available for people who are listening on Spotify. And then fine print underneath that was only premium Spotify users can hear the full song. Everybody else is going to hear a 30 second preview. So luckily at the end of last episode, when I was just experimenting with this. I put the song at the end of the episode to give it a try. I don't think I'm going to do it again just because it seems very, um, oh God, what's the word? Proprietary. And I would rather people just be able to, you know, follow along on the playlist, which is super easy, uh, or find the link in the episode description and we'll go from there. So now that I've belabored that, uh, the song today is Alligator Girl by Langhorn Slim. And I will uh, count us out. You know, one, two, three, right. That's your cue to pause your uh, player. When you're done writing, you're going to write for the length of the song. When you're done writing, you're going to hit play again and you know, we'll start on to the next prompt. And that's kind of the flow for the whole episode is me introducing a prompt, me counting you out, you pressing pause, you writing, you coming back, and then, uh, yeah, just, you know, recycle, rinse, repeat, <laughs> whatever that phrase is. So, all right, let's cue up our song. 
you're welcome to, you know, have your own playlist and do a different song. Uh, but this is just the one that we're rolling with today. So one, two, three, right. All right, you go ahead. Uh, you know, if you weren't able to finish writing within the length of the song, you know, take a second to wrap it up if you'd like. Then we're going to move on to our uh, first exercise. Um, I'm realizing that I, after a song prompt, I kind of like to do a list prompt, something to just get all the juices flowing, a bit like a brainstorm session. And I noticed when I was editing last week's episode that I used the phrase bump on a log about a million times. I may be exaggerating, but I noticed it a lot. And I was thinking that it was hilarious and I was embarrassed, but it will be nice, uh, I thought, to like make a huge list, as many things as I can think of, of phrases like that. Bump on a log. I don't know. Like, what would you call those? Like, idioms, uh, cliches, um, I don't know, or even just like things that you say that are only particular to you. Like, <laughs> I was going to say fiddlesticks, but I don't say fiddlesticks. Not really. Uh, I say fudge monkeys a lot. Uh, that's a carryover from when I tried to stop swearing in my teens. People go through phases. Fudge monkeys has stuck around because it's just fun to say. Um, and it can be exchanged for fuck monkeys, depending on my mood and in whose company I am in. So it's versatile. Now, I don't want to set a timer for this one. Let's just, you know, fill a page. Uh, unless your writing is really tiny. My writing is large. So either, uh, you know, fill a page or go ahead and do a five minute brainstorm of all the um, phrases and idioms that you use often uh, and that pop up a lot in your uh, likely more like spoken language, but they might pop, pop up in your, your writing language as well. And just have fun with it. Don't judge it. Have fun with it. Um, ow, and I was thinking if there are any phrases that you uh, just stick in your head and they're actually phrases that you don't like and you wish that you could like stop using them, uh, if you think of them, uh, put a star next to them because I was thinking it would be fun to save those words for like a character uh, that you... Uh, are not a fan of in your writing and you want to give them phrases that like grate under your skin in the same way that that character might or you, how you might want that character to grate under other people's skin. So anyways, that was just an idea. Let's have fun with it. As always, I will count us out. You hit pause. When you're done, come back and we'll move forward. So one, two, three, right. Well, that was an interesting journey in my head. Uh, I started coming up with some things that I know that I say a lot, only because I was really aware of them the last few days, knowing that I wanted to do this as a writing exercise. And so some of the things that I almost said that I know I say all the time are like, let's blow this popsicle stand, um, or like, on the road again. Uh, always said with that little musical lilt, like the song, um, 
And then I uh, kind of dovetailed. I couldn't really think of anything else that I say all the time. I'm sure my family and friends would be able to point to things I say all the time. <laughs> but then I started thinking about like other people's catchphrases. Like I could not get Urkel out of my head. And then I started to see um, Shirley Temple. I'm pretty sure I remember it correctly. She used to say, oh my word. I think that was it. She said it much cuter, obviously. Um, then I thought of things like, you know, horrible, like, kill two birds with one stone. Uh, and then I started remembering, like, things that um, my family say. Like, my uncle cracks us all up. He likes to call people boobs. <laughs> so, a lot during the previous uh, four-year administration, he would often say, what a boob. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, and then uh, I got a lot of phrases that my dad used a lot. And uh, anyways, uh, that was like a, a fun little jaunt through whatever things my brain could come up with. And that is what we're here to do. Just keep moving your pen across the page, seeing what <laughs> pops out of your head. <laughs> Um, so let's see, moving on to the next exercise. Uh, oh, uh, we did, I did have a homework assignment at the end of uh, last week's episode where we wrote about our dream life in kind of like an idealized way where we really got to like visualize it and sink into it and write it, write, you know, really descriptive, uh, descriptively <laughs> about it so it felt like we were there and we could touch on like sensory details like what it smelled like what it felt like and um I originally had thought that we would use it for a prompt this week but I wanted kind of veer away from that I'm sorry I got inspired by something else so we're gonna put that idea or uh you know writing on the compost heap. Um, so I just started uh, listening, watching, reading, uh, uh, taking this uh, class on the, um, the Masterclass series. I kept seeing it come up on my Facebook feed uh, with Neil Gaiman uh, as the enticer. Like, oh, take a, take a writing class with Neil Gaiman. And I was like, I don't need to do that. It would be nice, but I don't need to pay the money for it. And then I just kept seeing it. I kept seeing it. And then I found out that you could have access to the entire collection, not just like that one subject, like writing or that one artist's class. And so for Mother's Day, uh, it was like buy one, get one free. So I got one for myself and one for my mom, a year subscription. And so I'm taking uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, masterclass and he brought up uh, in the latest chapter of his uh, class the idea of uh, the compost heap. And what was cool is he gave credit or like the person who was helping him prepare the written portion of the class gave credit to Natalie Goldberg for originally coining that. And so I was like, cool, full, full circle. If you did my 10-day uh, challenge with me, I talked a lot about Natalie Goldberg and writing down the bones. And uh, I just love her approach to writing as a daily practice 
similar to a meditative practice. And I, you know, I could go on, but I'm not going to because I'm already <laughs> digress digressing on one digression. So anyways, Neil Gaiman, compost heap. We're going to put that story idea from last week's homework on that compost heap. We'll probably come back to it another time, particularly if it was something that inspired you. And we're going to do an exercise that I uh, actually uh, am using, taking from that Neil Gaiman class. Full credits to him. I, it's, I really like it. It's super fabulous. We're going to list what's stuck with us from the last week. He explains it as a way to check in with what's sticking out to you, what's of interest in your daily life that's maybe could be a creative spark. So I had two moments from last week that stuck out, um, and I'll go ahead and tell them, tell you about them after we do the exercise because I don't want to pollute your your thoughts. You're already thinking, hopefully, about the last seven days and what's sticking out for you. And I'm going to stop talking and just give you the space to think. We're going to do 10 minutes for this. So one, two, three, list what stuck with you from the last seven days, a little experiences, anecdotes, what have you. Okay. Hit pause and write. Okay. How'd that go? I hope it went well. I hope I explained it well enough. All of a sudden, I realized I did my usual thing. I'll give a lot of context for the prompt, count you out, and then realize, oh my god, there's been so much digression since I explained the idea of the prompt. I wonder if they're going to remember what we're actually doing. And so then I re-explain it as quickly as I can, and then say one, two, three, again. Anyways, I have faith in you that you are able to follow my uh, thought process and that you got the idea of the prompt. And I hope it was fun for you. I had a great time doing this exercise. Um, so one of the, the things that came up for me was how I had to run an errand last week uh, to uh, take something to somebody who lives in a planned retirement community. And I got super lost. My Google map was not working. And so I had to take pictures of the map and kind of like find my way through the maze of roads uh, to get where I needed to go. And I was, it was basically just like, you know, a guessing game trying to get there without some, you know, Siri telling me, uh, turn right, turn left. So anyways, I'm driving through the circuitous neighborhood, realizing like all the houses look the same. Like all the houses are kind of like a, a shade of blue. And then there's like, or blue gray, uh, with very similar uh, landscaping and then there's like apartments and duplexes that are all brown and I was like this seems like a nightmare for somebody who like maybe has I don't know memory issues like this seems like you would never know what block you were on because everything looks the same and you would all, like perpetually feel lost this is just me projecting I am sure people develop little uh tricks to know like where they are or they obviously like they, they live there so they know the street names and they can maneuver the neighborhood that way but I liked this idea of somebody with dementia 
walking through this neighborhood that's supposed to be the safe place and really it's kind of a scary homogenous trap how do you find your way back home and why can't your home look unique on the outside why does everything have to look the same just a little bit like stepford worldy so that was that was the the big idea like you know I, I listed about six or seven things that i could think of that were still i was i'd remembered and were was aware of from the last week um, but that one was something that just like really stuck with me and was so cool is that i it feels juicy enough that it could be a little story a little uh you know writing prompt uh juiciness and that's what we're gonna do right now part two of this prompt is that we're gonna take one of those ideas that feels uh or memories or experiences that feel the most uh potent and we're gonna write about it for 10 minutes and write about it however you want it could be a poem a song a short story uh take it to another world turn it into uh, you know something crazy uh just have fun with it and see where your brain takes you all right one two three go and we're back mine sort of started out like a, a poem and then it dovetailed into more of a story as the main character made herself and her personality known to me that was a nice exercise for me um so now we're going to move on to the last prompt of the day and i have hinted at this i think i hope in some of the episodes i've definitely had it in the back of my mind that this is something that i've been wanting to try for a while because i love mysteries i love watching mysteries i love reading mysteries i like I get hooked, even like bad mysteries. I just, I get hooked and I need to know the answer. I need to know how it's going to resolve. And uh, so I've been putting off writing like a short story mystery or coming up with a, some sort of format for a mystery. Uh, I think because I'm, I, I like the idea so much and I love the medium so much. And so I'm just scared of it. And so rather than being scared of it, because what if I write something and it's bad? Uh, we're going to take inspiration from a exercise that my sister talked about doing in one of her improv classes, where the point was to ham it up and to perform badly. Like the idea was to put on a bad mystery and that was the fun of it so I want to write a bad mystery I had originally thought uh, that the homework from last week where we talk about our dream life I thought that that could be the the basis for us writing a mystery like launching a mystery from that idea because I'd been inspired about the dream life uh, prompt from reading a mystery where the main character had followed her passion or her dream to own a, a, an, or, an apple orchard. And that was just kind of like part of the, the mix of the mystery was that detail and that kind of like driving storyline. Um, 
And so you are welcome to do that if you really enjoyed your your piece from last time and want to use that for your uh, uh, soil. Um, but if not, and you want to start fresh, like I am going to do, I just kind of put down some of my basic uh, helpers for starting something like this. And so first question, what's the mystery? Is it a crime? Is it just like a family secret? Is it a mundane mystery? Like who ate the last cookie? Um, and then, uh, so that'll be number one. And we'll, we'll brainstorm on that in a minute. I just want to get through the three points so you know what's coming. Uh, two, who are the players? Um, I figured we'd just pick five people. Uh, or doesn't even need to even need to be people. But five players. And uh, we're going to write their name and three details about each of them. And the details can be anything from what color socks they love to wear to uh, a phrase they always say. Uh anything like that, where they're from, just little things that kind of give that person uh, a little bit of, of roundness, of depth. Three, um, how do we want to start? I like starting using uh, an exercise that I learned from Laura Jackman in a writing workshop that I took through um, my employer several years ago, uh, Ashland New Plays Festival has a fall festival every October, and we have four winning playwrights who come with their winning plays, and they get rehearsed and performed as uh, readings. Uh, and then the winning playwrights also are part of a workshop. And uh, Laura was one of the host playwrights who was leading one of the workshops for, actually it wasn't the fall festival, it was the Women's Invitational that we had in 2016. Anyways, she was uh, helping lead the workshop with uh, E.M. Lewis, amazing playwright as well. And so Laura talked about how she will start with the image of her opening scene and an image of her closing scene. And then she writes you know, whatever, in whatever format or, or flow that she does, but she knows where she's starting and she knows where she's ending, at least how it looks. Like she doesn't have to have all the answers or know how everything's going to go from point A to point B. And that's like the fun of it. Uh, but at least she has like these bookends. And uh, so that's how I'm going to start this so I don't get anxious. Uh, but maybe you have a different format. Maybe you like picking out who done it first and then kind of plot it. We are not going to uh, spend forever on this. It's going to be sh a short piece because this, I don't know, this is just practice and moving our brain and our hand and our pen. Uh, so, but it is going to be longer than usual. Usually I do five, 10 minute prompts and we're going to do 20 minutes. Oh my God. I know that's a really long time, but we're going to try it. Okay. So I will re-say the three things that we're going to do. First, what's the mystery? Decide what's the thing that's going to be quote-unquote solved or resolved at the end. 
Although, who knows, maybe you don't want to resolve it. Maybe it's an open-ended mystery. Up to you. Two, who are the players? Five players. Give three details on each of the players. You choose. Have fun with it. And then just start. Whatever method works best for you. Uh, you can use the, the bookend uh, uh, you know, format or idea. Or go ahead and plot it however you'd like. But go ahead. We're going to write for 20 minutes. We're going to write a bad mystery. One, two, three. Write. And we're back. So I almost gave up on this exercise and thought about re-recording a different exercise because I was struggling with this. I had a blast writing the uh, characters um, and the opening and closing scenes. I just kind of like blew through those uh, and that I just didn't know how to start writing the between bits between my bookends and I was like this is ridiculous went through the whole thing oh I'm not a writer I don't even know how to tell a story oh I shouldn't be even doing a podcast it was a deep dive and uh luckily my mom <laughs> had dinner ready she made a dinner tonight which was very nice and uh then cleaned the kitchen, went for a walk with her, came back, had kind of like a breakthrough thought. And it was like, oh, shit, I kind of know how to move through this. And so I came home and just decided, decided to start writing from the perspective of each of the characters and uh, so each character got their own page and I thought it would be like a continuous story but really it just turned into each of the characters basically responding to police questioning I guess my mystery was a, a stolen painting and I, I'll just give you like two of the characters I've got Mrs. Dalloway celebrated her 80th birthday every year for the last 12 years so she's 92 she always wears red and is fabulously wealthy and funny to boot ginger is mrs dalloway's dog very smart and well trained and enjoys puddles and so ginger was the first character um and i actually kind of like I'm going to share it with you and what I did was I did I did do the bookends I had like my opening scene and my closing scene already kind of like written out like visually and uh, the elements that were in it I didn't know how they would pop up in the mystery but it uh, it kind of like formulated together as I went so um the opening scene was uh, a museum, a wing of a museum with evening light coming in through the ornate, ornately designed skylights with glass on the floor, a security guard's beep from a walkie-talkie. Closing scene, a darkened security booth, more broken glass, a still hot cup of Earl Grey tea with milk, 
and a podcast recorder still running. Um, and so this will help make sense. One of the characters uh, is a security guard who uh, records a, a, an art mystery podcast while on the clock. And um, there are a couple details between this character and another D character, Fred the docent, who, as I was writing the security guard's perspective, ended up taking on some of the personality traits that I'd listed for the docent. And I realized my mistake too late, but it was fine. His character was already off and running. So I just ended up scrapping a couple of the details on the docent and I gave him a couple new ones. Um, anyways, as I was writing, like one of the characters really likes Earl Grey tea with milk and wildflower honey. I'm not a fan of wildflower honey because I think it has way too much flavor and it affects whatever it's in, but this character loves it and it made me think of, uh, the, uh, thing I'd mentioned earlier, like, you know, putting an asterisk next to phrases that you use or that pop into your head that you don't actually like and, like, use those for a character that you don't really like or that might be, like, you know, the antagonist. And so that's a, that's a hint. I'm bopping my nose. Like, that's a little clue. <laughs> um, anyways, what was I going to read? Oh, yeah, just, like, the first... Uh, response uh, because I've learned that I really like writing from an animal's perspective for some reason that takes away a lot of my anxiety and lack of confidence as a writer slash storyteller because uh, I just love animals and it's fun to, to think about what maybe they think about so anyways his eyes drifted over the scene a perfectly normal postmodern wing of the contemporary realism and impressionist museum of Montecito Evening light flowed through the gaping skylight and glinted off broken glass, shattered like confetti across the black-and-white checked floors. There was a strong aroma of salami, but that may have just been his breath, from his breath. He was breathing rather heavily, even for himself. Where was his old lady? She said to stay, but that was ages ago. Anyways, so I have five pages for each of the characters. And I, I think I know who done it. And if I wanted to continue writing, I, I would figure out maybe a, a different format or keep going with this idea of like these one-sided uh, interrogations where you don't actually hear the police officers questioning them. It's not like a dialogue. It's just the freeform th thoughts and words of each character. Anyways, this is a very long-winded description. Usually I don't go this deep into an exercise, but this was a new one. And as I said, I really like mysteries. And this has been something that I've been wanting to, to sink my teeth into. Um, and one of the thoughts that I'd had on the walk that felt very inspiring and which made me want to come back and keep working on this exercise rather than scrapping it was this idea that uh, came up in the, the Neil Gaiman Masterclass. It came up uh, with my friend Jasmine uh, with her prompt about like the five-line poem that uh, we would end a, a writing session with a five-line poem, kind of like using the words, um, 
uh, stories, imaginings from the, 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 the whole writing session and seeing how they come out in a poem. And so we've created all this rich content today, and there are lots of, of I don't know, words and ideas that can find its way into a bigger uh, exercise like this. And so one of the things I forgot to mention before the exercise, before I like, you know, counted us out to go right, was to try and take some of the details, the character details, and wind them into the story. So kind of like dropping them as like breadcrumbs that it gives your writing some I guess direction, this uh, this challenge, this idea of like, okay, you know that Mrs. Humphreys, one of my characters, wears a feather boa, speaks with a fake Irish accent, and loves Reese's peanut butter cups. And go ahead and see how you can try and wind those little details into their uh, um, vignettes. I I mean, mine came out as vignettes, but um, they're they're. Uh, path through your story it just gives you something to grasp on like ooh, like um <laughs> the the little wall nubbins that you hold on to <laughs> when you're rock climbing at a rock climbing gym the technical term wall nubbins <laughs> um uh, you can also call them breadcrumbs i guess and uh oh that was the other thing that sparked on the walk uh, this idea of breadcrumbs, you know, I, I've talked in the last uh, couple episodes about uh, the book I was reading. Uh, I try to pair a book about writing with my podcast sessions. I'll read a chapter from a book about writing before uh, sitting down to, to, to write. So to get my brain juices flowing, and it's really lovely to read writer's thoughts on writing and get inspired. And I've been reading The Writing Life by Annie Dillard. And I uh, read the last two chapters, chapter six and seven, I think. Anyways, chapter six freaking blew me away. Annie Dillard is amazing at weaving a story and like really like naming like these threads of the story, like diving deep into something. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like lost in the tapestry of the chapter of what she's talking about. And then at the end, she freaking ties it all back together. And you're like, oh, my God. It's it's, it's so magical. It's not like a, a tidy little bow, like, oh, that's sweet. It's more like, how the fuck did she do that? That's amazing. Like, <laughs> she just elevates it, like, brings you full circle to, like, the whole point of the chapter. When you thought maybe she was kind of like really like expansive and like kind of like digressing, but she just brings it, she ties it all back in. And so I really liked this idea then of taking elements from the first part of the prompts, these little details, and winding them into the story and using them as breadcrumbs potentially for clues as to who done it. Anyways, I don't, let's move on. I've talked about this enough. Uh, I don't have a homework assignment picked out, but since I've mentioned the five-line poem and we've done a lot of writing today, uh, hopefully created a lot of like fun, rich content for you, let's go ahead and write a five-line poem uh, to close us out, and that'll be your homework. And it'll just 
follow right after this. Uh, so the idea is, to, <laughs> it sounds so silly to explain it. Uh, you write a poem that's in five lines and uh, you pick something from the day's session, this, this practice session that feels juicy or sparkly for you. And that is your prompt. And you just you go for it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave you on that note. And hopefully I'm making sense because I'm just sitting here in a, a darkening room without a light on <laughs> talking to myself. <sighs> yeah. So anyways, let's, I'll see you next week. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for writing with me, you guys. I hope that you have a good week. Bye. you again for writing today. High five us for showing up. We'll get our 10,000 hours in yet. I want to thank my sister, Brianna Quinn Lewis, for sharing her strumming styles for the podcast theme song. If you want to find out more about the podcast, including links to episode details and the Spotify writing playlist, go to caraqlewis.com slash just write for introverts.